1: and a secret
2: proceedings. Man, I don't know if I was going to be live on the air or what. I, uh, I was kind of freaking out there for a second. But check this out. Uh, today is going to be kind of a special show because uh, we don't have my co host, Jesse Randolph, here with me. And anytime I can go at it alone, it's a special moment for me. Because, you know, my ego gets a little boost by being able to do things on my own. Just kidding. Now, Jesse's actually uh, doing uh, UFONOT radio tonight. And uh, since he's off doing UFONOT radio, uh, well, he actually is uh, not going to be here. But it's cool. He actually, you know, he's contracted to do that show also. And uh, uh, until he's uh, completely out of that contract, he's going to be doing that show as well. So some Wednesdays he's not going to be on the show. So tonight I'm going to actually have a special guest host. A couple of them, actually. Rick Oz from Unraveling the Secrets will be joining us here at uh, probably, oh, I'd say 9.30ish, around there. And then after that, we're going to have a good friend. Well, actually, before that, we're going to have a good friend joining here. So Anemia, who's in the chat room, will be joining the uh, conversation here shortly. Uh, I'm going to get her on Uvu so she can join up. I just want to let everybody know what's going on before I do that so they don't freak out that Jesse's not here. Anybody who's fans with Jesse, you know, they want to see Jesse, the star, or whatever. But, uh, no, he's not going to be here today. He'll be here tomorrow. And in fact, I'm going to announce on the show right now, tomorrow we're going to have uh, Matt Singer, who's uh, the video expert uh, that um, that we were talking about. And that video expert is going to uh, dissect some videos for us. But until, you know, until that, let's uh, get on with the rest of the show. Let's get soul anemia in. So she can join up here Hey so, welcome to the show I, I know this is a kind of last minute type of deal but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know <laughs> Thank you for filling in for uh, Jesse tonight uh, it, it means a lot to Oh, uh,
3: no problem To have
2: you fill in for a little bit uh, Of course, uh, like I said, Break Oz from Unraveling the Secrets Is going to join up uh, the conversation a little bit He'll probably be here, oh like I'd say um, 9.30ish yeah
3: I that sounds was, great.
2: Yeah, so it'll be the three of us uh, tonight here on Skywatchers Radio TV. I actually wanted to uh, play a couple of videos and uh, dissect them with you, see what you think. I know that you're deep into ufology.
3: Yeah, I've been um, I've been studying ufology for about seven years. I've never seen a sighting or anything like that. But I, uh, I started out watching documentaries like a lot of people and reading books and... And I just became very, very passionate in it. My belief systems changed almost instantly. Um, I used to be, I used to not believe, you know, I was kind of a religious person at one point in my life. And I, I kind of looked to God to solve most of my answers. And, um, I, I, then I started asking questions to, people around me and especially those who are religious and I wasn't getting any answers in fact I was getting the exact opposite I was getting a lot of laughs and I mean that that happens uh, you know but um it because of that I I think it really fueled my passion to ask more answers and uh do some more reading And, and to be quite honest with you my my belief systems have changed uh quite drastically uh I've done a complete 360
2: yeah, you know, th- how long have you actually been into ufology? Because we haven't—I've never really asked you that.
3: Since about two thousand three, actually, oh, yeah, really? for about seven years. Oh, that's right? cool. Oh, so, so in the last seven years, you—that was a big. Picture um, because like I said uh, many times it seems like every day I'm learning something new um, there's there's new people I'm learning who are in ufology and new books that are coming out new information new disclosures and um, you know I think we're all on the on the same uh, track really we're we're trying to find the big uh, the big Kahuna <laughs> if you if you will
2: that's that's a nice way of putting it but. Uh yeah you know it's funny me and Jesse get into that there were you know we've been into ufology for so long and uh, it's funny we've kind of been hitting a brick wall the last like five years because it seems like you know a lot of people do a lot of talking but nothing really happens you know I don't know if you remember last year in November David Wilcox announced that you know disclosure was going to happen on November. And uh, I've and heard many, many,
3: many things, uh, and uh, I mean there then you have the Blossom Good Child, <laughs> you know scenarios like that. but I, I've never really seen anything concrete. I've seen what people could um, chalk up to signs. You know, but like the swirl—what like was that? The swirl that we saw just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't really tell what that was. It could have been a missile. It could have been some kind of portal. We don't really know. But I'm sure that there's, there are a few people out there that um, probably would tell you that they predicted that this was going to happen. Yeah. And 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 we'll get many more of that, of course. So. Oh, of
2: course, yeah. Yeah. Now you you do uh, you used to do a a block talk show. You, how come you you haven't really gone into uh, doing like you followed your show on block talk or anywhere, for that matter?
3: I would like to, but I'm a new mom, so I really don't have that much time. Um, also, I feel like even though I've put about seven years into doc- countless documentaries, articles, reading, learning uh, about you know individual stories. Um, to be quite honest with you, seven years just isn't enough experience for me. And pe- different people uh, digest information differently. And so I'm just kind of, I still feel like a baby sometimes. I feel like I know a lot, but at the same time, every day is new. Every Every day brings something, so, some kind of new information into my life. And I don't know uh, sometimes it's so convoluted and so hard to understand That it really takes reading one article ten times to understand it If you know what I mean
2: Yeah, I get you But of course there's always a chance you might eventually join a show somewhere And co-host with somebody
3: hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if it's one day a week <laughs> There you go <laughs> I don't mind that, because at least I can prepare a little But just trying to wait, trying to. oh my gosh just uh, I don't know how you do it all the time, but uh, oh, I don't know how, yeah.
2: I don't know how I do it all the time either. Let me tell you It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy uh, it, It's a lot of work And plus you,
3: I, Another thing is You don't want to Really start a show and, and do it Kind of on your own Because then you Don't really have Somebody else To bounce your ideas Off of And yes. I think that It's really important To have that That other person That other side yep. And if I was to Just go on And start talking I'm afraid I'd need A script And I don't I don't want to do that You know I used to do that With my, my old show Um but, you know, I, with a subject like this it, it doesn't really need scripting You really should just go into it and wing it And, and whatever comes out, comes out So.
2: Oh, I completely agree In fact, I, it's funny When I first started doing my ufology shows uh, Or paranormal shows in general I used to actually script it out at first And then I had a couple guests on the show And I, I winged it Because I didn't have time to prepare And it was the best show I did I, Like of all the shows that I'd done to that point I'm not even ready for it, no notes Uh, Nothing I did uh, the Stephen Bassett interview also Same thing No notes Nothing I just kind of winked it
3: I think I would have had um, I would have had some questions ready But uh, Because sometimes it's good to have questions Agreed But as far as the rest goes I mean You don't have to script everything You know And uh, questions to me aren't really scripting Because it's it's your responses that aren't scripted. So, uh, questions I don't think really count, to be honest. Because we, even though even if you're going to interview somebody, inside of your head you already have questions prepared. Yeah. I mean, before you met Travis Walton, I'm sure there was like a hundred questions you exactly. already wanted to ask him. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the point. I mean, I already had a hundred and one questions stored in my mind. So why bother preparing for it? You know, I already knew what I wanted to ask the man. And sure enough, I mean. Uh, I mean he was a great guest He really was uh, a good person to talk to But sure enough the questions just flowed right out of me You know I didn't even have to think twice Like every little detail that I ever wanted to ask him Just, just came right to me Like uh, the questions about certain parts in the movie uh, were, were different from the books And some parts that he didn't write about in the book But they came out in the movie And you know I wanted to get some clarifications On some of the stuff And you know it just it was one after the other I mean if you listen to that anyway I think until today that's one of my best interviews it was just because it flowed so well, and I mean, and not to brag or anything, but I think we had a little chemistry, me and Travis Walton on the air.
3: <laughs> brag away. <laughs> oh, I forget. Um, 93? Yeah, I wanted to say 92 or 93. <laughs> I was really young, and <laughs> I remember seeing the commercial for it, and I was like, or the, you know, the preview of the trailer. Yeah, and, oh, man, that was a great trailer, wasn't it? It, it scared me so bad because I because the the beam of light came down and then the guy's body went like and it just kind of like he he was um what's the what's the word for it? sort of paralyzed yeah paralyzed I'll and then I mean. he was lifted up. Yeah, that, that trailer alone scared me. And then uh, my husband and I were just talking about the movie not too long ago, and, and I'm like, Don't, do you remember the movie Fire in the Sky? And he's like, oh, yeah, that movie creeped me out. <laughs> and I'm like, it's true. <laughs> it really yeah. happened like that. I'll tell you what, I've seen, I've
2: seen a lot of movies in my 32 years, and there's very few movies that I could say that really had a, an impact on uh, the way I view not only cinema but uh, the way I view life. And that was one of those movies because, if you follow his his case, not only has the story not changed in the X amount of years since it happened, uh, but it's such a, a hard story to debunk because they passed lie detector tests. It, this had national press coverage. Uh, you know, the media was behind this. The cops were looking for him. Uh, there was a national manhunt in Arizona for this guy. Uh, so, I mean... It's, there's so right, much and stuff he was on. missing
3: for, for, I like want to, I forget how many days. days. Five days. For so five days. Yeah. And how did he survive for five days? Uh, how did he come back from wearing no clothing, for example? I mean, these, these are all details that, uh, must be looked at, uh, in order to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll research a proper abduction case
2: see I don't think it was uh, so up How, see that's one thing that I, that I didn't <laughs> like about the film and Hollywood is notorious for yeah, doing that they, yeah. they lie and spice things up uh, just to you know make it look nicer or whatever But very true yeah. that's a, that's very true um,
3: th- my mother used to tell me growing up that the um, for example the the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre story was completely real, and because it said based on a true story, but the words "based on a true story" doesn't mean that it's word for word a true story. It just right. means it's based on a true story. Right. And later on in life, you know, and I grew up thinking, "Oh my God, who are these sick people?" You know. And then, uh, of course, later on, I learned that not only was Texas Chainsaw Massacre an insp- inspired story from uh, a serial killer by the name of Ed Gein. Yep. But also was the movie yes was the movie Psycho? Psycho was also based on the story or the true story of Ed Gein um, because he used to wear the skin and he used to make things uh, you know out of dead bodies. and, and That's kind of gross, but uh, Ooh, yeah. um, that would be, he inspired those stories. It doesn't mean when you watch that movie, everything you see happened exactly the way that they're going to depict it. In fact, I wouldn't. I, no movie is like that.
2: That is very true <laughs> like And you know It's funny that Ed Gaines movie has um, So many Different um, movies That's, that's copied the storyline It's pretty incredible uh, Not only Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre But uh, another one um, Silence of the Lambs for example Right Silence of the Lambs is another one uh, I mean I think just about every major horror movie Even Halloween Is based on that on that, on his murders.
3: Oh yeah.
2: I mean, it, it's pretty amazing, but almost every major slasher film that's ever been out is kind of loosely based on Ed Gein's murders, which is kind of creepy. He was a creepy
3: dude, though. And really, and really, he didn't kill that many people. It's just he, his story was so gruesome, yep. so disgusting that it, yep. it inspired um, all of these films. So, you know, it's, it's, it's. So be wary next time you watch a UFO movie, a scary movie. If it says based. Then that means it's based on. Yep,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only based on. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know Only. what? Only. It's funny when you actually hear Travis talking about his experience, and you get to find out exactly what was the stuff that happened to him. Uh, it's it's pretty like you know pretty weird because it's well first there's nothing like the movie, which is you know.
3: Well, I've questioned the movie and and the way they depicted him on the ship itself, so.
2: Well, here's here's the thing in the in the actual storyline, when he wakes up, okay, he wakes up after he thinks an examination was already done. So you know the movie kind of shows you them putting him on the table and examining him. Okay? Right. He doesn't have any recollection of that at all. So they made that entire thing up for the film. So what and he actually does remember is waking up in an examination room, like if he's already had been examined. Okay and when he wakes up, he says there were three gray beings, they were coming towards him from uh, from a door, they were walking through a door and they were coming towards him and he got scared and panicked and he jumped off the table grabbed an object that he saw and he started like, you know, f- you know flinching at the beings to make them, you know, back off, and uh, as he's doing that, the beings start backing off because they think you know, they see that he's getting agitated so they leave the room, as they leave the room he tries to go out to see if he can you know, escape or something and when he goes out, he sees what looks like a big control room with uh, some chairs, you know, where the aliens would sit in, and they would put their hands on it, and they will be able to control things with their mind. It was pretty cool the way he described it. Uh, and he started, like, messing around with the thing, and he saw what looked like a holographic projection on the on a big screen in front of him. And he saw space, basically. And he said that kind of gave him this weird uh, feeling like he got dizzy and stuff because he was literally looking at outer space. And as he's looking at the thing, he's like, I'm going to stop messing with this because I'm going to crash this ship on the moon or something. So he just stopped messing with the thing. And as he's walking away from the thing, he says beings that look like humans walked out of another room and into the room he was in and actually, like, confronted him. And they looked like human beings, like tall, blonde human beings. And uh, he says they didn't speak to him. He never communicated with any of the beings uh, they never said a word to him, but they kind of calmed them down just by them looking like him, you know? Kind of that, uh, you know, they look like us, so, you know, we're not as scared as, you know, a little gray being.
3: But did, did he specify whether he believed that they were human or
2: alien? Well, actually, neither or. It, it be, they could be, to him, they could be aliens. They are. I really don't know what they are. Uh, you know, they could have been anything. And that's the that's the answer a person would have if they're the person who knows too much usually is lying, you know.
0: Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual. Annual rate to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit Keyinformation.com.
1: Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, Mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com
0: to learn more. Four years ago, a doorway was opened and evil came to the sleepy little town of Coral Beach, Florida. Existing in the shadows, it has remained unknown, building strength, biding time, and feeding on the hearts and souls of the weak. That is about to change. The time has come to reap what was sown. As the death toll rises in an orgy of spilled blood, all that stands between the town and total annihilation is a broken down pastor and a handful of life's castoffs. To win, they must first understand what they are facing. To lose means to bring Hell to Earth. Coming Coming soon, friend. The The terrifying terrifying new novel novel from storyteller storyteller Franklin E. Wales. Wales. Details details at FranklinEWales.com In a world run by thugs and imbeciles, by Robert Barons in three-piece suits, Where a subservient media pipes sewage into the eyes and ears of the masses 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Where do you go for the truth? Is the president an alien, either Kenyan or Zeta? Did the fabulous sea monkeys ordered from comic book ads by kids in the 60's and 70's slither out of their tanks and into ears, and are they running the brains of the ruling elite today? Is David Icke right about the queen being a lizard, or is there a sea monkey brooding on his brain like a jockey atop a chunk of horse meat? Are Lemurians beneath Mount Shasta really addicted to porn and chewing tobacco, or are their spokesmen in the surface world, deluded or deranged? For the answers to all these questions and more, tune in each week for another revealing and informative episode of Unraveling the Secrets, and get that sea monkey off of your brain. Talkstream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So, I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
2: Greetings, Earthlings. I am McFree of Planet Zorton. You are listening to the finest audio stream available on the internet of your pathetic little planet. This is the Soup Media Network. Cha-cha-cha. All right, we're back on the air, Skywatchers Radio. That was a Terrence McKenna uh, video that I was playing there. Uh, It's a really cool video. I mean, if you guys are not familiar with Terrence McKenna, uh, you really should pay attention to, uh, you know, some of the stuff that he's put out, uh, especially if you're into ufology. I mean, the the dude, his... uh, Pretty smart guy. I mean, he knows uh, he knows his stuff and knows what he's talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be joined here by Rick Oz shortly on the show. And uh, before that, though, I'm going to go ahead and play another video that I wanted to uh, play here today. It's another v- rare video. Oh, wait a second. I'm getting called. Oh, boy. There's a really bad connection with U.V. <sighs> for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's internet i don't know what the heck it is but uh soul are you there no hello all right we almost failed again good job
3: (laughs) yeah major failing tonight oh my god uh, first the coughing then of course i pulled the cord out of the uh computer and i don't know what was happening after that
2: (laughs) oh man amateur radio (laughs) Anuvu.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, and I, you know what? I had a hard time paying attention to the video because I was like scrambling to get on to the Uvu and everything. So,
2: well, I don't think uh, we've. it. Tonight you have to
3: play your other video. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it happens. It happens. But uh, it's cool. You're back on the air now, so it's all good. It Willie Willy
3: Wonka say "strike that, reverse it"? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Willy Wonka, jeez, I haven't seen the Willy Wonka movie. What'd you think of the uh, remake? I yeah.
3: thought it sucked, but that's my personal opinion.
2: Yeah. Was, the
3: original, that? I like it. It's like it, it's like if they were to recreate the Wizard of Oz, it just wouldn't be the same. I'm sorry, it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't fit to the Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Rainbow" either.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but what's that whistling sound in from the background? Uh, I
3: don't think it's me.
2: I, think I don't hear know. any
3: whistling. There's a train going by. There ain't no train going <laughs> by, though.
2: Oh, man, it's killing me over here.
3: Really? I don't even hear it. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm, I, and I have... turn my
3: cell phone off just in case, you know, there was some kind of cross frequency going on?
2: Oh, I must have a uh, dog ELF or something. I don't know. <laughs> I picked it up pretty pretty good, uh, no. But uh, yeah, I, I, too bad you didn't see that video. It's a Terence McKenna video. He uh he was doing a, a lecture about uf- about ufology, and he talks about uh you know the state of ufology. And it's funny, this is from 1987, and everything that he was saying in that video rings true today, and the state that ufology's in right now, and the fact that uh you know really we 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 talk a lot, but we really don't don't know anything. You know, there's a lot of talk of uh, the things that are going to happen and Disclosure This, Disclosure That, but at the end of the day, we're still in the same boat that we were in 1987, where uh, we really don't know anything that's going on. It's still a big secret, you know, and uh, it's, it's funny to hear something like that from so long ago and have it ring still true today. I don't know. We definitely later on when, you, when we get off here, you should check out that video by Terrence McKinnon. I'll send you the link. So you can listen to the entire thing. Right. It's a very good video.
3: Right. There has been a lot of videos that I have watched that were from uh, the 70s and the 80s, and they were doing documentaries back then, just not very many, yeah. um, that when you when you watch them, they do ring true to today. And uh, we're just sort of a new version of of what was. And I think that uh I think that we've we've known how to put the pieces of the puzzle together but maybe not necessarily. We weren't we didn't have as many contacts. We didn't have as many stories. You know what I mean? We didn't have as many hot spots and, and whatnot. But now uh there's so much more um that it's it's it is very intriguing. It allows us to um, dissect it a little bit more better. We also have better instrumentation and better tools as well.
2: That is true. We do have better instrumentation and better tools, and of course, with better tools come easier methods to hoax. That's the uh, oh
3: yeah, I have this. Uh I, I I had I had it up, but I don't have it anymore. But there was like this—you um, could look it up online. It's like a top. Very good at explaining this in his book, *Flying Sausage and Science*. How, you know, our fur the first thing we say is, "Why haven't they landed on the White House lawn?" Well, would if you were an alien, would you land on the White House <laughs> lawn? I mean, if you think about it, with as much uh, uh, with with the military military weapons that we have, um, I, d- I don't think that would be the very first place uh, I would land. I would probably land somewhere, uh, uh, maybe around the Grand Canyon, for example, <laughs> someplace a little safer.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't land anywhere near the you know any anywhere near a government if I was an alien. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Because you know the government's going to get the army out. And they're going to capture it. and... And they did
3: guns? in 1952. I think it was 1952. Or could Defected. have been. Yeah, there, there was, remember, you used to probably have seen the picture of the Capitol and all of the UFOs that were flying above the Capitol, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty big story. Mm-hmm. And it, it really rocked uh, a bunch of people. And then, of course, the military came out; their guns were blazing. You know, they were ready, and, and nothing happened. But, um, and then there was another uh, another case, uh, not. Kind of not too recently But just a few years ago Where you know people around the White House uh, The the, um, the military You know they had their guns out They were prepared Somebody somebody flew into the no fly zone And you know that's a no no And it wasn't It wasn't any It wasn't any um, conventional aircraft That we know of today So that's, Something to ponder. <laughs> here let's, let's, get,
2: let's get Rick Austin on the line here He's going to join the show tonight Uh, And speak with a a little ufology So let's get him on the phone Ring 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 Oh there we go Mr. Oz Welcome to the show my good man (laughs) Greetings and salutations
1: Yes (laughs) Hello Hello Saul how are you doing
3: Hi Rick I'm doing fine how are you doing
1: I'm doing well Especially since I don't have to do any of the technical stuff Yeah man
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that seems to be uh, Messing up the technical stuff tonight
1: <laughs> That happens my bad. Oh I doubt that I already have my ballot tonight uh,
2: But for whatever reason there seems to be Connection problems with live stream So it, it keeps going <coughs> in and out uh, Which has been happening pretty much yep. All night uh, But and live stream is <laughs> announcing on their page That they're actually having connection problems uh so you know, something we could do about that, unfortunately. But other than that it seems to be picking it up pretty good. The sneak computer rocks now.
1: Yeah. I like this the over the shoulder studio view too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, I loved your, uh, your your screen is so huge. You look like you're sitting in front of. In, you seen The Matrix when they had like guys sitting in the seat and he has all the screens in front of him, and he's got the big one and then the small ones yeah. next to him. I was like, yeah, Jackal's in the Matrix. He's, he's yeah. Jackal is the one behind the Matrix. Maybe we're all in the. Ma- and you're the one controlling everything. Hey,
2: like like I say on my show, <laughs> you're, you're all inside the Jackal's head.
1: Yeah Exactly I th- <laughs> All Right I think I started that But anyway Yes you did um, actually So Angel I sent you a, a link to a video today Did you get a chance To look at that
2: Ah uh, negative I did not get a chance To look at that What was the video about A boot
1: It's A boot <laughs> Are you suddenly Canadian
2: uh, Maybe uh, It is What is a boot
1: It is a <laughs> It's a video from Milan, Italy, a okay. UFO video, and okay. so, fu- so far, I haven't found anything wrong with this video. Okay. Hmm. And you know how critical I am.
2: You and I both, yes, uh, yeah. We're we're, the, we're two of the most critical people when it comes to UFO videos, but uh, damn, did you send it to my email?
1: To my Gmail. You can look at it and talk about it tomorrow.
2: Definitely, yeah, definitely we'll, we'll do that In fact, it's uh, funny that uh, we'll have that f- to talk about tomorrow Because tomorrow we're having Matt Singer Who's actually a visual effects uh, expert uh, on the show And he's going to talk about uh, you know some videos that we have uh, lined up uh, That he's going to try to debunk So there we go, we can show him okay. this video And uh, we can see what he says about it
1: Starting with Mona Lisa, I hope That's
2: the first one we're looking at, yeah
1: <laughs> Okay, good because I have some issues with that one it, it's a an intriguing video don't get me wrong it's not I don't find it a compelling video
2: well here's the thing he's looked at that video and I don't want to give too much away but he he looked at that video and he was very intrigued by it and he's very scared. as am I yeah but he was't he wasn't intrigued as in, he thought it was a hoax he was intrigued that he thought it was Possibly real.
1: Um, that's that's where he and I draw that's, a difference. That's
2: where you differ exactly?
1: <laughs> that's yep.
2: exactly why I said it. <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued because someone, if it is indeed a hoax, someone put an incredible amount of work into that. Yep. And it's and it and the quality of that work is <laughs> such that they should be in Hollywood getting awards for their work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they already are, come to think of it. Anyway. That's another possibility. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Penn and Teller doing the Bigfoot thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, the the video I sent you today is, it, it had a solid object. So... It's uh, it's an interesting video. It's, the investigation was actually conducted by uh, uh, the guy from Mexico, whose name always escapes me. You know the guy I'm talking about.
2: Jaime Musan.
1: Yeah, that would be the guy. Ha- Jaime. Yeah. Yeah. That is is there one.
3: any shape to this object, or is it an orb?
1: Type no, of shape? it is not an orb. It's a solid object. It appears to be a solid object. With features and uh, projections and stuff And also self-illuminating points of light From the edge of the object Not the whole object Just, you know, like it's got lights on it Like landing lights Only it's not an airplane Not a conventional airplane
3: Right Huh
1: So I'm going to check that out I'm anxious to get other people's opinions
2: It could be a number of things It could be, you know, very much terrestrial But uh, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what it what it looks like. As you know, I've uh, set up a couple of videos myself and put them online. Uh, there were, you know, clearly airplanes, Uh-oh. and I made them on purpose to see, you know, who could, who would be easy to fool into believing, you know, that it's a UFO. And I fooled several people, so uh, it's it's pretty easy to uh, fake a video. But didn't uh, fool I me mean, though. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the videos that I posted on?
3: I did. Well, you showed them to me. Actually, well, it's not that you d- didn't fool, fool me or didn't fool me. I just didn't have an answer for you. No, no, I told no. you I just don't know. It's, I couldn't I couldn't tell you, yeah, that looks like a flying saucer. It looked like something, something. out of focus <laughs> that maybe had a beeping light, like an airplane, right? Yep. So, um,
2: the tether incident?
3: But Dan Akron's The tether incident's right. Um, well... The, the most intriguing uh, videos were the ones of the UFOs that seemed to be coming out of Earth and then making 90-degree angles. But the tether incident, I wasn't really sure of because there were so many objects. I don't think that many objects would be flying together in one cluster like that. And also also a good you, call. Yeah, also um, a
1: good call. Yeah. Almost everything the, in that video. hmm
3: And and they were were all moving at the same speed Um, There was a scientist Or uh, some scientists, Who tried to explain That due to the the Length of the tether they had to be UFOs But things out of focus look It could have been millions of pieces of ice crystals For example And they Right, and because of, they were so out of focus, um, and the light was bouncing was, off of them, was, it, they looked
1: like they were
2: pulsating. Object. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right. There was
1: one object in that video that was not explainable as the escaping ice crystals, and it was, um, and it was very out of focus. But you could see the tether pass in front of it
3: mm-hmm.
1: at at some very great distance.
2: Well, actually, I think because
1: that tether was
2: yeah, it was five miles long. Go but, ahead. I think that there was a lot more than one object that that looked very suspicious. I agree that some of it was definitely ice crystals or could have been space debris. Remember, space is literally littered with space debris. So it could easily have been yeah. some space junk just floating around. But, right. But that doesn't mean that there couldn't have been some real flying saucers flying <laughs> around, swooping by, you know. I mean, it, it could... Oh, I agree. Yeah, there was definitely something odd about a lot of the ships or a lot of the stuff that was floating out there. Now, was it all space?
3: Under the tether, I mean that that's definitely worth looking into mm-hmm. because um, if you see the tether's five miles long, that object compared to the tether was miles and miles long. Yeah. I mean that if it, that was a UFO. That was a pretty big UFO. That well, it's, it was probably not an ice crystal. That would have been a really big ice crystal. Well, David Sereda, David <laughs> Sarita,
2: David Sereda actually, uh, you know, looked at that piece of footage <laughs> and he looked at the very very large large object that passes behind the tether, and he gives pretty much an estimate, and remember this is just estimating, but, or estagessing, mating, I guess you, if you want to call it, Uh, but he kind of estimated that this thing had to be at least the size of three football fields uh, in size, uh, just because of how large it looked near the tether, and it could have been, you know, who knows how far back from the tether, it might have been a million miles back, and it's even bigger than he thinks. But (laughs) either way, it was an object that was passing (laughs) behind the tether, and it was very large, much larger than a conventional uh, object or ice crystal would be. Right. Or even this piece of space debris. Go ahead, Rick.
1: Well, you know, of course, course any official explanation is going to bring it in as a weather balloon.
2: Oh, of course, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, weather balloons. even in space, we have, yeah, we have yeah, weather balloons. They, they float.
1: They float better in a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they expand true. more too.
3: <laughs> well,
2: those wacky weather yeah, balloons. We football
3: size uh, f- football size uh, weather balloons in space.
2: You know, somehow the uh, uh, balloon boy's dad is going to get blamed for uh, the tether incident, also.
3: It was just a balloon boy incident, you know What if every UFO that we see is just somebody creating a giant saucer-shaped balloon You know, it's, it's hard to wrap your teeth around, actually But uh, it doesn't help, is what I mean, it doesn't the, help The other
1: interesting aspect of that object in the tether video, to me Was that there was a, mm-hmm. a big notch in one side of that object I don't know if you noticed that or not it was a circ- generally circular object, and it has a big notch out of it, and that is pretty much identical to a thing found in Tibet called the dropa stones, which is a, a stone.
3: Right, right. You know,
1: about this big. It's got a notch in it, same exact shape. But the dropa stone actually has something written on it, and it's written on it in a form that's almost like a phonograph record. <clears throat> um whether that means anything or not, I don't know, and I don't care to speculate. I just found that the shape being identical was very, very intriguing.
3: Hmm.
2: It is intriguing.
3: Yeah, I actually uploaded hmm. some videos to my website that contain. Uh, it was, I think it was a guy that you were talking about, David, something or other. I really can't remember his name, but Dan Aykroyd was David's, also in the yeah, video. Yeah,
2: you, There's and Dan Aykroyd there. Yeah, they did a couple of videos together.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, and they, and they, they talk about the, the dropa stone, which is pretty fascinating. It does have the, almost the exact same shape. And also the dropa stone, some of the dropa stones have what appears to be sort of like a spiral design. Yes. Um, on the inside. That's what I'm and so about. they, right, they were comparing this, the spiral and the notch, and of course the center.
1: Uh, this before the show, but basically there's a guy who thinks he can decode the information that's on those dropistones. And if he can, then I'll be anxious to see what he comes up with because, you know, he's hmm. blowing smoke as far as knowing what it says, but he might have a key to try to decode it. That would be good. That would be interesting.
2: Huh. How long ago did you hear this?
1: The, um, oh, my. That's been three years ago or oh, so. Man.
2: Uh, any uh, new uh, info on that? Any breaking news? Uh,
1: any discoveries? No. Any revelations? No. no? Nothing? Not to my knowledge, but... Brick I'll, wall. Uh, brick wall. Yeah. It, it, this, yeah, that, pretty that, much.
2: That's what I was talking about earlier, and you followed you. And Whenever something comes up, it seems like it hits a brick wall, and then nothing happens. Uh, same thing happened with the Obama disclosure, where everybody was talking about it. Oh, well, it's going to happen in November. We hit a brick wall. Nothing happened in November. Uh, Stan Romanek, you know, his video was supposed to be this big, you know, hoopla, and then it came out and brick wall. Nothing happened. You know. and <laughs> I
3: was waiting for that video. Yeah, I was man. so anxious. I was, I was thinking, oh, this is the big Kahuna. This is exactly really? what we need. And and I mean, he was on Larry King Live talking. And, but you know what? Do, you can't you can't look to Larry King Live. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> to you to all of your answers <laughs> that's for sure I've, well there, you know Larry Larry's cool always look to me.
2: Larry's cool <laughs> Larry's cool though I gotta give him props because he's one of the few mainstream guys who puts his show on the line and actually does shows on ufology and that's a good guy, that Larry uh,
3: guy. I, I, I agree I agree I com- completely um the I think the only time I was thoroughly annoyed by one of those Larry <laughs> King live you uh, was when he had well, not science. Bill
2: and, Nye the science I mean guy. the
3: guy knew nothing He knew nothing and all he wanted To do was be the skeptic And it's you know what it's like you know You are supposed to be a scientist First and foremost and you don't Even bother even looking Into a single piece of document That to me is not being very scientific
1: That's uh, well, That's Mr. Nye though
0: Bill Nye, um, It's right. also
1: It, it <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm sorry.
0: Pseudo
1: science
2: guy. Yeah, he he gets on the air, man, and he talks a lot of nonsense without even you know doing any of the homework or researching any any other stuff. Uh, that see that pisses me off. He, you know, you know what he sounds. You, you guys seen the movie Hellboy? You seen Hellboy? No, I have yes. not. Uh, you know the guy in Hellboy who goes on the media and says there's no such thing as creatures or or, or aliens or devil or or Hellboys. <laughs> those guys don't exist. Right, right,
0: right. That's
2: who Bill I is. He's that guy, and I think he's he's a plant by the government. I, mean, I honestly do, because it's just so funny that now every time there's a mainstream show about ufology, he pops up out of nowhere and he pops up to debunk it. what I
3: think about Seth Shawstack as well. Like he's. <laughs> Maybe pay to just do do you know do the SETI project, but not actually disclose whether or not he's heard anything. I don't know. I really don't know. The guy seems to want to believe, but at the same time, he he won't even like I said. He won't look at it. I think I've got, got Bill
1: figured out though. Government uh, plant. I think dude. I've got Bill figured out.
2: Government plant.
1: No, actually, he's working for scale. He'll he'll go on any show and say anything for scale money.
3: Well, I think he needs it. He needs the money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that too,
3: yeah. <laughs> He's not teaching kids how to uh, make uh make uh, baking soda volcanoes anymore. So, I mean, he needs to he needs to have some kind of income. Uh,
1: yeah, it was, yeah, it I was used to a to good stuff other than baking soda.
2: It was a good day in America when they canceled <laughs> his show, I you yeah, that.
1: Yeah, the world, the I world know. benefited by canceling his show.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of of kids that are better off, believe me
1: (laughs) So as an outreach of UFO and sky-watching stuff Shackle, have you ever done much research On the artificial structures of Mars?
2: Yes, I have The structures in Cydonia, for example Like the face on Mars uh, The pyramids Those are
1: actually some of the minor examples Okay. Um, There's a guy There used to be a guy The late Dr. Tom Van Flandern, who was for his career before before he retired, he was the chief astronomer at the Naval Observatory. Yes, correct. So you know he's got he's got some credentials, Mm -hmm. and he like much like the Disclosure Project at the National Press Club, Tom Van Flandern did a presentation at the National Press Club regarding these artifacts or artificial structures on Mars and of course he was equally ignored mm-hmm. just like the whole disclosure thing yep. but uh, I thought that if if you're looking uh, of,
2: of him uh, from the Art Bell show Art Bell will talk about him a lot or occasionally
1: on his show well I had him on the ca- Oh, did you? I had heard? him on the Oopaloopa Cafe out one time um, you know he's not he was not what you call a great orator but he was a great font of information nice
2: yeah, we will to have to look so, into it. Do you
3: know what uh, the uh, chemical composition of the atmosphere is on Mars?
1: Wow, it, that's a good uh, I have no idea. I, actually, I've run, ac- I've run across two different versions of that. And there's a lot more CO2 than there should be if there's no life. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, um, because in the movie Avatar, for example, they traveled to another planet, they had to wear masks to breathe oxygen because they they couldn't breathe the the air on this planet. it was it had a lot of gas in it, apparently something like that. um so it's not hard to imagine that perhaps there's life forms out there that might not even breathe oxygen that could perhaps breathe you know c o two for example,
1: right. As as do trees and grass, and right. every week exactly.
3: Thing.
2: I mean, we you know we what?
3: are we are one. Go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, you know what? Actually, that that's a before you, you go on. That's a great point that you know plants and stuff could you know breathe these kind of uh, toxins or this kind of uh, atmosphere. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have heard th- this uh, being said about the grays uh, that their the way their digestive system and the way their bodies work is very similar to plant life. I don't know if you guys right. right. Have
3: like a chemical bath uh, mm-hmm. or a nutrient bath, and it, they absorb it through their skin, like photosynthesis, exactly. and um, so they could they could they could replenish their, themselves differently. Um, they could breathe differently, and we, lest we forget, we have photosynthesis. So plants breathe differently, and they give us what we need to breathe. So exactly. uh, it's kind of a cycle. And also, fish breathe water. I mean, there is oxygen <laughs> in water, but it, there. It's a different kind of breathing It's a different kind of living exactly. um, So I mean Underwater is kind of a whole different it's, There's a whole different planet under there I mean, We ha- we haven't even hardly explored
2: And um, according to anything. Uh, According to our good friend Dennis is- Crenshaw If you go deeper than the water There is a hollow earth Dun dun dun
3: yeah, that's very interesting. I need to look into that a little bit more, though. Yeah, you know I what? I have not really read into that very much, I'll be honest.
2: Before I met well, Dennis, I wasn't too much uh, into the subject. Uh, you know, I kind of knew about the hollow earth theory and stuff, but uh, he's really got me into the subject big time. I'm, I've been doing a lot of research on things then. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs>
1: well, that's a, a great way to segue into, and this Saturday night on Unraveling the Secrets. There you go. I nice think We'll have R.D. Slusher. Nice. R.D. Slusher and... Dean Dominique de Lucia, Uh, see, RD's out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Dean is down in Sao Paulo, Brazil, will be giving us reports that, in one way or another, are related to subterranean world or the hollow earth. So, there, I got our plug in.
2: Nice. That's always a good thing to get a plug in. (laughs) That should be a good show, man. RD's a really good guest. I had him on. That's awesome, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a very okay. he's a real fun guest i mean i'm gonna have him back on the show or either here or jackal's head in the near future because i still have a lot to talk to him about in fact i'm putting uh you know my top 10 favorite guests on youtube uh that i've had in the past two years i'm gonna put them all on youtube he's one of them so uh his interview is gonna be all over the place people are gonna hear what he has to say man he has an interesting story to tell and uh you know it's good it's, deal it's funny uh it's people like that I think that we should You know Listen a little bit more to Than People like Bill Nye Dumb guy uh,
1: Yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would like you To get Bob Lazar on But I'm not sure He's oh, a very uh, He's a very secretive <laughs> guy Apparently But wouldn't Be something
2: Anybody would love To get Bob Lazar On their show Are you kidding <laughs> You put You put that In the description I still
3: want like you To send me and... that file Because I I want to I want to hear his interview On Coast to Coast
1: Yeah Yeah Buy, buy some that radioactive isotopes from him, and you can both be on the nightly news. There you go.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bob Lazar—he'll be a great. You know, by yeah,
3: if, if I could speak to if I could speak to anybody, it would be either Travis Walton or Bob Lazar, or Stanton Friedman. I've already spoken to Stanton Friedman, but I, I would like to pick Bob Lazar's brain just a little.
1: <laughs> you know, my dream. No, it, I just want to go camping with them. Well, I don't know about all that, but. Uh, <laughs>
2: Uh,
3: what
1: did you the say? The you want to go camping with them? Yeah, yeah I want to go camping with them, away from all the microphones, know. away from prying <laughs> eyes and ears. I want it, you know, one on one. It's like, okay, <laughs> now what's the real skinny here?
2: Okay, <laughs> fair of the show. It's about ten. We're deep in conversation here, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the uh, the credits here. Thanks uh, for coming out, uh, Rick, Soul. You guys uh, rock. Uh, we're going to be back here tomorrow, me and Jesse, on Skywatchers Radio. Everybody, be back tomorrow, at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we should—we're gonna have a good time tomorrow. We're gonna to have Matt Singer on the show, which is gonna be awesome, and we have a Thanks for sta-
3: having me on, Jackal.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You know, you're a welcome guest whenever you want to come back on the show here. Just, all uh, you have to just really call me, and you're gonna be on the air. So.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank he's, he's, you, I'm and, and thanks right everyone on. for tuning in <laughs> and there listening up. to uh, listening to my rambles.
2: <laughs> there you go. It's been fun, but we'll be back tomorrow, folks. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Till then.